Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Coming up, we're going to talk some basketball with Paul Corsaro from the University of Indianapolis. High school football with Paul Condry talking about the regionals from last night and looking ahead at the semi-states this weekend. Right now, though, you don't want to hear me. You want to hear about who won and who lost and why. The man with all those answers is Network Indiana's Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Coach Lovell. 60 more minutes of Indiana Sports Talk. And we round out this regional championship weekend with the IHSAA. We did have one game today to round out Class 3A. That was Gibson Southern and Tri-West. Gibson Southern finishes on top with the 38-28. to 28 win. They will face Heritage Hills next week in the semi-state matchup. On Friday night in college football today, the Indiana Hoosiers were trying to keep their hopes alive for maintaining a possibility of going bowling this year, unable to do so because they lose in overtime to Illinois. 48 to 45. Brendan Soresby flashed as a redshirt freshman today. 289 yards passing, three passing touchdowns. He also scored twice on the ground. Donovan McCulley was the leading receiver for Indiana. 137 yards receiving on 11 receptions, and he found the end zone two times. On the other side of things for Illinois, the Fighting Illini's quarterback was John Paddock, the four year quarterback at Ball State throws for 507 yards against Tom Allen's defense and four passing touchdowns. Reggie Love the third, the running back for Illinois, 140 yards on the ground, two rushing scores. Isaiah Williams was the leading receiver for Illinois with 200 on the nose. He found the end zone twice. Indiana will face Michigan State next week before concluding their season against the Purdue Boilermakers, who ended their four-game losing streak today by dominating the Golden Gophers of Minnesota. 49-30 to was the final score. At halftime, Purdue was up 28-20, to and then they outscored Minnesota in the second half, 21-10. to The rushing attack between Devin Mockaby and Tyrone Tracy Jr. was the story between the two. 32 carries, 120, 275 yards on the ground, 153 of that. Devin Mockby, he had one rushing score. Tyrone Tracy at 122 yards on the ground, and he found the end zone twice. Tyrone Tracy Jr. also had 52 yards receiving, so he had 174 all-purpose yards. Hudson Card, three passing touchdowns, did not turn the ball over. Purdue now 3-7 and seven on the season. Next up for the Boilermakers will be Northwestern at Northwestern before traveling to Bloomington or excuse me, before going back to West Lafayette to round out the season against the Indiana Hoosiers. The Indiana State Sycamores pick up their first win of the season. They're now 1-9 after defeating the Western Illinois Leathernecks 27-6. Justin Dinka, the running back for the Sycamores, two rushing scores and 147 yards on the ground. Congratulations to Indiana State for picking up their first win. The Ball State Cardinals, they win on a Jackson-Corville game-winning 
field goal earlier this week. 20-17 to 17 was the final score from Husky Stadium that was on the road at Northern Illinois. Ball State has now won back-to-back games. And they're 2-4 and four in the MAC and 3-7 and seven on the season. Valparaiso picked up their third win of the season as they defeated Stetson 23-20. University of Indianapolis Greyhounds of Division II action picked up their ninth Great Lakes Valley Conference Championship since the league was founded in 2012 after defeating the Southwest Baptist Bearcats 41-3. Gavin Sukup had two incompletions in the total of the game, 18 of 20, 357 yards and three passes touchdowns. Caleb Carver 142 yards receiving for the Hounds and a rush or in a receiving touchdown as well. The Monon Bell game had some history in the 129th edition. First time they went into overtime and they do it twice. Neither team scored in the first overtime period. DePaul puts up 6 points in overtime to edge out Wabash 33 to 30. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Let's talk a little college basketball tonight. University of Indianapolis beating Kentucky Wesleyan, 64-60 the final. Paul Corsaro, the head coach of the Greyhounds, joins me. Coach, that's a great win tonight. Congratulations. Thanks, Bob. Definitely makes the uh, Buster Palm a lot more enjoyable. Uh, let me tell you, how about this for your trivia question of the night? Where did I coach my first game at IUPUI? And the I'm answer would be Kentucky Wesleyan. Yeah, I was guessing you were going there, so you've been to the sports center. Been to the sports center, got teed up about midway in the first half. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel your pain. <laughs> I know how yeah. it is, but you get, you know what? You get, listen, to win down there, you have to be a tough minded group of guys like yours is, and you have to make plays down the stretch like I'm sure you did tonight. Hey, you're exactly right. You know, it's a, it's a great college basketball atmosphere. Uh, their fans really care about, uh, KWC with basketball and, you know, yeah. we, we had to grind. We had to grind one out. Yeah, you know that. And what's great about that is, you know, th- this early. Some would say, why would you play somebody like that this early? I would say, why not? Because you want to figure out with your guys where you are. It's a perfect barometer type ball game. Absolutely. You know, we played in a crossover weekend type deal where we played uh, Wisconsin Parkside yesterday, who was an NCAA tournament team last year, and then mm-hmm. uh, that was at a neutral site on, at the Sports Center, and then turned around and played. Uh, uh, Kentucky wasn't on their home court today, so I mean, it, it was, I think it'll prepare us for March. And you know, we were the number one seed of the tournament last year, and uh, got upset in the first round, unfortunately. And a uh, decision our staff made was to beef up our our non-conference right. schedule to prepare prepare us for down the road. Well, that's beefing it up. <laughs> there aren't a lot of people looking to go down the uh, down the Wesleyan and play, quite frankly, and not many of your colleagues would do that. You know, and you know, it, it was a, a return game from an agreement. Like last year, we played Kentucky Wesleyan in the closed door scrimmage in our place, and I agreed to return it uh, to go down to right. the crossover because, uh, yeah, obviously you want to play good competition, but we got two games out of it, so it made a lot of sense and. Uh, to be honest, we didn't play great on on uh, on Friday, you know, but we responded and you know dealt with some adversity and, and turned around and we split. So uh, we'll take it and you know back to the drawing board on Monday. All right, who plays well for you tonight? You know, I, I thought a big fellow Choa. Uh, you know, he went nine of eleven from the field. 
ended up with 19 wow. points and, and nine rebounds. Uh, you know, Jesse Bingham had a, a steady hand. I, I think Jesse had 12 or 13, and then Jarvis Walker had 12 or 13. So we had three guys in double figures, and you right. know, we just rebounded really well. We, 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 we won the rebounding battle 42 to 33, so that's, I think, what did it for us. You know, you got a, a, a t- you got a really tough-minded group, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, it's a physical group. Uh, it's a team. You, you can play different styles. If people want to toss it inside and and try to play that, and you can play it. You can get out and run. I think you got a well put together roster, and, and I think you, you got a team. Uh, as you mentioned, you had a number one seed last year. I, I think you can duplicate that again this year. You know, I hope so. Um, obviously, that's the goal, and I, I really like our group. Uh, but, you know, as, as you know, being a former coach, like the, the key is not to focus too much on that now. We just got to continue to get better daily. And, right. Uh, you know, if we do that, then we'll be in the position when that time comes. But, um, you know, we still have a lot of work to do in the time being. A big theme with our team this year is just being present, you know, and being living in the present moment, not too focused on the past, not looking ahead to tomorrow. So we're going to enjoy this win tonight and enjoy the bus ride home. But uh, we, we still have a lot of things to clean up. I'm so glad. Let me put it this way. There's one really good reason why I do radio. Uh, I thought I had a decent career as a coach. Our team's won a lot of games and, you know, that kind of stuff. But what you're doing tonight is why I'm doing radio. Getting on a bus and driving four hours? No. I got I got, I got – when I was at – I, no. I got one better for you. I got my pregnant wife seven months on the bus with us. That's dedication right there. Oh, she rode down oh, to the no. game with my parents. She rode down to the game with my parents. Oh. My parents night. She's a trooper. So she's on the bus with us on the way home. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I guarantee you my wife would not have done that. So uh, good for her and good for you, too. Uh, that 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 you talk about. You can point to your wife when you're talking to your players about uh, you know what the the links to which you have to go to be dedicated to the cause. Use your wife as a perfect example. <laughs> no doubt. All no right, doubt. Paul. She's a trooper. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Corsaro, the basketball coach at the University of Indianapolis tonight. They are. Winners at Kentucky Wesleyan 64-60. Coach, I appreciate the call. Thanks for thinking of me. Congratulations again. Good luck next time out. All right. Talk soon. Thanks, Bob. See you. Thank you very much. I love that. I absolutely I love it. Wife, seven months pregnant. That's the, Listen, that's supporting the team. That's a coach's wife. <laughs> All right. Time to talk a little high school football coming up after the scoreboard update with Paul Condry. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Let's take a look at next week's IHSAA semi-state action because we can put a bull tie officially 
on the regional action because of today of Gibson Southern. They defeated Tri-West 38-21. They move on in Class 3A semi-state to face Heritage Hills. That will be a 7 Eastern kick at Heritage Hills on Friday night. Elsewhere in Class 3A, in semi-state action will be Knox and Chatard. That's a 7.30 8 p.m. kick. In Class 2A, Lafayette Central Catholic is on the road at Fort Wayne Moors, 7 o'clock kick. Southmont will be at North Posey. Those are the two semi-state matchups in Class 2A, 7.30 p.m. kick Eastern between Southmont and North Posey. In Class 1A, North Judson. Adams Central, that'll be one game at 7.30 p.m. Indianapolis Lutheran and Sheridan, the 7 o'clock kick. Lutheran trying to continue their dominance towards another state championship. The same can be said in Class 6A for Center Grove. They will have to do it against Ben State, or Ben State, Ben Davis to go to state next week. 7 o'clock kick on Friday night. It'll be a very, very good matchup between the Trojans and the Giants. Westfield and Crown Point is the other 6A matchup at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. In Class 5A, Merrillville will be at Fort Wayne Snyder. Bloomington South will be at Decatur Central. And rounding things out in Class 4A, Northwood will be at Leo. New Pow will be at East Central. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everyone, to Indiana Sports Talk. Glad you could join us here on Saturday night. Friday night, big night last night. Regional championships crowned around the state in high school football. Who better to talk about that than the man who literally wrote the book? It's called the Indiana Football Digest, the founder of the Regional Radio Sports Network, the publisher of the Indiana Football Digest, the Hall of Famer, He's in the uh, Indiana Sports Writers and Sports Casters Hall of Fame, the Indiana Football Hall of Fame, and the best friend football in the state of Indiana has. It's Paul Condry. Hello, Paul. Great to be with you tonight, Coach. I hope you had a great Veterans Day. I sure did. Thought about my uh, my father-in-law. Thought about my dad. Both veterans. Um, my dad was a Navy man. My father-in-law was in the Army. Captured in Poland uh, in World War II uh, of German heritage. Uh, the family is German Jew, quite frankly. So he was in a prisoner of war camp in Poland. And since I know him, uh, knew him, and loved him, I wasn't surprised to hear that the escape, uh, he was the leader of the escape, bringing with him a number of fellow POWs. And so it's particularly particularly emotional day for my family and me thinking about our fathers. Yeah, no question about it. I'm blessed as likewise. My dad was in the Pacific Theater and uh, spent, uh, you know, three and a half years in World War II. Um, I, and, of course, my son, a member of the United States Marine Corps. Sure. Blessed to be able to, uh, uh, for what those guys have done for us, to allow us to, uh, you know, be able to talk ball each and every Friday and Saturday nights because of the freedoms that we get to enjoy. So God bless those guys and gals who have served uh, so selfishly and to put us in the positions where we can do what we get a chance to do and we would love to do, quite frankly, uh, each and every Friday and Saturday night, Coach. God bless them. We're lucky. Yeah, we're, we're lucky to do it and uh, try to have as much fun with it as we can. All right, so we had 
as you would expect, it's uh, somewhat cliched, but there were great games last night. There were uh, some some got down to the end. Uh, you have um, you know field goal at the horn. Uh, those kinds of things. Those kinds of games. We had those types of games uh, last night all around the state. Yeah, it was a very very intriguing night of, of high school football. I think if you if you look back on on the on where we're at right now, it's, we've reached this this round, and you think about, hey, listen, you're in the final four in your respective class to get to this mm-hmm. point. In time, it's uh, it's amazing because now you're one step away from playing. Uh, at Lucas Oil Stadium, and so now it's, it becomes the pressure becomes even more. But you know, as we crowned our champions last night in regional football, I mean, there were some games that uh, would, quite frankly, that literally came down to the final play, as you alluded to. You talked about the. Mm-hmm. The field goal in the in the the Snyder Mishawaka game and the game that I did I was blessed to be able to do the Valpo uh, Maryville game Maryville held off Valparaiso strong run at the end of the game and I was able to pick up the big W and and we saw those kind of games happen throughout the course of uh, the evening but we also saw some teams really kind of flex their proverbial muscles yeah. Uh, what they do well and what they have done so well. We saw some incredible performances last night. We saw teams, you know, I think you look at, you look at Knox winning its, uh, its first regional championship. You look at Southmont likewise, and oh my goodness, what a performance by Wyatt Woodall at, at Southmont. 33 rushes, 267 yards, and four touchdowns. You look at those kind of things and you say, man, boy, that's what makes this game really, really special. And then you look at teams, uh, I mean, like what we saw last night uh, with East Central. I mean, East Central is a very, very special place in history right now as they beat a really, really good Evansville Memorial team. And then we saw mm-hmm. Center Grove, you know, kind of wake up at the, in the second half to come back and beat Warren Central 14 to nothing. And, of course, they, Ben Davis Cathedral game was a classic game. And then we saw the, the emotions that Westfield went through with a young man breaking his leg in the first half right, of that right. Westfield game to come back to beat Hamilton Southeastern. And then you see Crown Point uh, go on the road to beat Mighty Mighty Penn. Uh, so there were so many games that w- that went on throughout the course of, of the evening. We see the legend. We see two of the greatest coaches in the history of high school football. Is two of the the two winningest coaches, in Bud Wright and Russ Radke at Knox. Now, mm-hmm. Radke in a rare position because he won his uh, he won the regional championship. He is the only coach, to my knowledge, that I could figure out that has won four regionals with four different schools. I mean, right, I mean those, right. are some, those are some amazing things. It was a pretty special night of football. I had a chance to talk to Kurt Tipman from Snyder uh, after their ball game, and um, he told me about you know the field goal, and he said, you know, we have a great field goal kicker. He said, but we had our our long field goal kicker, and I said, wait a minute. I said, so, he said, yeah. He said he's he, we use him for kickoffs, and we use him for longer field goals because he's so good at it, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, they have, they make this, you know, they give up a touchdown. So so now they've got a couple of minutes maybe left on the clock. Make the drive, 45-yard field goal to win the game. The ball's in the air as the horn sounds, and it's it, that's how dramatic that game was. Yeah, it's an amazing situation. Uh, Ming Tung, the kids, you talked about only right. a second field goal of the season. But it was all set up because of great play all night long by Karen Billingsley. 
who rushed for 24, uh, 24 times for 140 yards, and uh, running back Uriah Buchanan uh, was special, 24-103 in, in his regard. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited because I'm going to get a chance to see Snyder and Mary will duke it out uh, coming up on Friday in our game. And, mm-hmm. uh, and those, are the, those are the things that makes this game special. And, you know, I, I, I look at where we're at right now as we get ready to get into this, uh, this uh, elite portion of the season with so many t- tremendously talented football teams left and so many talented players. I think it's, a, it's special. We're, we're seeing the emergence coach of some assistant coaches now um, that have, you know, mm-hmm. kind of paved their way and put themselves in a position to be, um, you know, the one the young man who comes to mind is Gavin Breifogel, the defensive coordinator of Lafayette Central Catholic. Uh, I mean, his team goes down and shuts down LaVille. It's the first time that uh, they've been shut out uh, since 2017. And, and mm. I'm thinking to myself, those are things that, that are coming through this entire uh, situation where we're at right now. And uh, it's it's going to be really, really neat as we get to this, uh, this, this next round. It's going to be pretty cool. So who else uh, individually or yeah, team-wise had a great night last night that you want to highlight? Well, I tell you what, first of all, let's give Gibson Southern a lot of credit because they kind of finished out things up. They won today. So right. That- Kind of the road uh, puts everything. Uh, puts the actually it puts our final stamp on what we're going to see on Friday, November seventeenth. But I thought some neat performances that we saw last night. You know, Crown Point. Uh, uh, Larry Ellison had a monster game for the the Bulldogs. Thirty nine rushes, one hundred and fifty seven yards, three touchdowns. Junior quarterback Noah Ehrlich was special. Eleven to seventeen, two hundred and twenty three yards, two touchdowns. I, I think uh, uh, running back Kendall Garrett uh, had a big game. Uh, for for Westfield, uh, 35 rushes, 237 yards. Noah McCullough, of course, can go back to what he did at Penn. He had a special night. Uh, ben Davis, my, oh, my. Uh, what <laughs> what mm-hmm. can you say what we haven't said about Ben Davis all season long? I, we're, we're, we're set up for Ben Davis and Santa Grove next week, Coach. Both these teams have not mm-hmm. lost a football game in the state of Indiana this year. And they're mm-hmm. going to be coming into this. Uh, we had them preseason rank one and five, respectively, in our Indiana Football Digest. They're going to be coming in one and two. We're going to have one of the best. Uh, I mean, that's a legitimate state championship matchup in the in, mm-hmm. in the final four. But, you know, Tyler Cherry and, and Noah Coy, the, the one-two combo at Center Grove has been special all season long. I think that one. I think, you know, some teams, you know, like Gavin Adams, I'm doing a special feature this uh, this coming week for Colts.com on running right. back uh, Gavin Adams of Bloomington South. He was special last night as they were able to knock hey, Gavin Hill North. Yeah. Hey, hey, Paul. Let me let me interrupt you. Let me let's hold Gavin Adams. Uh, we'll come back and scoreboard update, and we'll come back and talk about him. How's that sound? That sounds great, Coach. Great to be with you. Perfect. Right. Paul Condry and I'll come back talk more high school football on Indiana Sports Talk. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Second to last update, so let's recap the college football scores from today and preview 
Tomorrow's action, the Indiana Hoosiers fall to Illinois 48-45 in overtime. That ends the aspirations of Tom Allen getting to bull eligibility. IU next in action a week from today against Michigan State. The Purdue Boilermakers in their four-game losing skid as they dominate the Minnesota Golden Gophers 49-30. Devin Mockaby and Tyrone Tracy combined for 275 yards on the ground and in total, Purdue rushes for 353 yards as a collective group and four rushing touchdowns. Purdue will travel to Northwestern a week from today. Indiana State Sycamores pick up their first win over the Western Illinois Leathernecks. 26-7 was the final score there. Ball State earlier in the week picked up a win over Northern Illinois. The walk-off fashion 20-17. Valparaiso picks up their third win of the year. They defeated Stetson 23-20. In Division Two, the University of Indianapolis Greyhounds captured their ninth Great Lakes Valley Conference team championship by defeating the Southwest Baptist Bearcats 41 to 3. In the Modon Bell game, history was made. It's the first time in the 129 games that DePaul and Wabash have gone into overtime, and DePaul caps off their perfect regular season 10-0 with a 33-30 overtime win over Wabash. Franklin College falls to Hanover Central 36-17. Manchester picks up their first win of the season 37-7 over Anderson. Rolls-Homan falls to Mount St. Joseph 68-20, and Indiana Wesleyan falls to Concordia 21-10. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Paul Condry rejoins us. You know Paul Condry with us every Friday and Saturday night. We get ready uh, to talk about semi-states. But last night, some great performances. You were talking about uh, Gavin Adams before I rudely cut you off, so I'll, I'll let you pick him back up. Well, he's had a great great season running the football for the South Panthers. And let's face it, uh, you know, Gabe's done a great job with that group right now. He had 27 carries, 117 yards. I think Decatur Central quarterback Bull Paulson had a great game. Right. I think that's something uh, that, that needs to be noticed. Uh, also, uh, up at Northwood, uh, quarterback Owen Raider, uh, three touchdown passes last night, two touchdown runs. Uh, I look back on this past year and I think about what uh, the senior your class at New Prairie has done. They've won three sectionals, a regional, and a trip to the state finals. Pretty kind of cool right there. Uh, new pal, Grayson Thomas, five touchdowns last night. A special night for him. Uh, how about the Knox quarterback, Miles McLaughlin, five touchdowns, 279 yards. Uh, he also had a, uh, he also had a, uh, a big interception uh, on defense. Uh, mm-hmm. How about young Jeff Goldsbury? Uh, only a sophomore, <laughs> a couple of rushing touchdowns, right. a passing touchdown. Or big there, but defensively, the, the star of the night has to be. I mentioned it before Lafayette Central Catholic, Ryan DeGala, uh, Albert Schultz, Will Spencer, Alex Hardbeck, Bryn Robbins, Hudson Gutline. Those guys have played monster football for Lafayette Central Catholic, and we're going to have a great matchup, I think, when you look at uh, what we're going to have. The two of the great Catholic programs in all of Indiana history right. are going to be matched up uh, coming up this week. So it's going to be a good night of high school football. I'm excited. Excited about it. I think the, the score that probably surprised me more than any score all night was the Lutheran Providence game. Lutheran, 
you know, I know it's not fair to say, but Lutheran only won 14-7. to We're so used to watching those guys win <laughs> by 25, 30 points every right, Friday night, but right. it's not really fair. But survive in advance, right? So uh, exactly uh, into this next week, I think it's an exciting time. We do know that we're going to have a new 5A champion. We know we're going to have a new 2A champion because both the state champions and the state runners-up are out. We know that we do have uh, four champions still sitting atop the leaderboard with Center Grove, East Central, Chittard, and Lutheran. So as we get to this next round, uh, it's going to be pretty special. Well, let's go to it then. So tell me, uh, I mean, they're all solid matchups. You don't get to the semi-state without being good. So tell me what you like. I tell you what, in, in 6A, you've got a nine-time champion, a five-time champion, and a one-time champion. And then you have Crown Point, who's only – right been there has never been here in this position before ever so it's an interesting situation in foray you got a three-time champ in Maryville or a, a one-time champ in Maryville a two-time champion in, in Snyder Decatur Central's never been in this position they've been a finalist in 18 Bloomington South won a couple and and uh, you look at the, the group of 4A, you've got Northwood which won that magical state championship out of Ridge Dodson where they finished I believe they finished the regular season with only two or three wins and then up running the table. Leo's never been to the state. Hmm. New Battle, mm-hmm. three-time champion. East Central currently right now has won, uh, I'm going to think, 19 straight games, if my memory serves me correct. So that's special there in 3A. Uh, Knox, never been there. Chittard, what can we say? Only won 16, Coach. What can we say about <laughs> right. him? Right, right. Heritage Hills, pretty special right there. I think uh, it's going to be really, really neat to see how that plays itself out. And then Southmont is kind of like the Cinderella story of the entire tournament. Them and North Posey finding themselves in a position where they're at right now. North Posey, I think their lone loss was to Heritage Hills, a pretty good team. The last time they played in the state championship was back in in 2005. And then you have North Judson, Adams Central, Indianapolis Lutheran, Sheridan. You got the legendary Bud Wright. And you've got Mm. two teams that you and Mm -hmm. I talked about, quite frankly in week one that will be there in 1A, and I still believe it with all my heart and soul, Lutheran and Adams Central, that's going to be our final. And we'll see Mm -hmm. if that plays itself out. Well... What a night. What a night last night. What another night. Great. You know, we're we're inching closer and closer to Lucas Oil Stadium. I can't believe it, but we are. Yeah, and I think that's what uh, what this is all about. That's what we get a chance to talk about every Friday and Saturday. And, and I know we, we started this conversation, I think it was the first uh, Friday or Saturday in, in right. August. August, yeah, absolutely. And so, and so here we are right now. We're on the cusp of uh, uh, being a part of the, a really exclusive party coming up uh, on Thanksgiving weekend. He is the man when it comes to football in our state. It's Paul Condry, Hall of Fame inductee into the Indiana Football Hall of Fame and Indiana Sports Writers and Sportscasters Hall of Fame in the Good Guy Hall of Fame. Proud father of a United States Marine, publisher of the Indiana Football Digest. And as I say, and I mean, best friend football has in our state. Paul, can't do this without you on the weekends. I appreciate it. Have a great week. I'll talk to you Friday night. My pleasure, Coach. God bless, and God bless our veterans. Thank you, Paul Condry, very much. Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network and the Indiana Football Digest. So you're all set for these uh, these matchups coming up uh, on Friday night. These are all on Friday, uh, these matchups in the semi-state, which is 
going to be good. Um, obviously, you need to join us Friday, Friday night. So again, in 6A, Westfield will be at Crown Point. Center Grove travels to Ben Davis. In 5A, Merrillville will be at Fort Wayne Snyder. Bloomington South will travel to Decatur Central. In 4A, Northwood on the road at Leo. New Pal at East Central. 3A matchups. Knox will be at Chittard. Gibson Southern traveling to Heritage Hills. The 2A matchups are Lafayette Central Catholic at Lures. Southmont at North Posey. And in single A, North Judson will be at Adams Central. Lutheran travels to Sheridan. So it's your matchups for the semi-states. Eddie Garrison, still with me tonight, Eddie. How you doing? Doing well, Coach. How are you? Man, it's a busy night, brother. We've been busy. We really have. Yeah, between uh, college football. I heard our conversation with Paul Corsaro from, yeah, college football, college basketball. Talk to me about your Hounds. They win another. I've heard your your uh, scoreboard updates talking about they win another conference championship. Anybody else won a championship in this conference? They own this conference, <laughs> don't they? Yeah, so the Great Lakes Valley Conference was founded in 2012. Uh, UIndia's won it nine times. I want to say Lindenwood won it one year. It, the only year they were actually in the conference because uh, they were in the GLBC for, um, I think, two years in total. Um, they won one football championship, and then they moved up to Division One at the same time as uh, Southern Indiana moved up to Division One. So they parted ways from the GLVC after a mm-hmm. short stint, and then I want to say it was Truman State was the other team that won um the football championship for the GLVC. But other other than that, it's been nine times the University of Indianapolis. Now what happens? We wait and find out what happens. Is that it? Is that correct? We're in a waiting game to see if if a if they're in and b who they play and where they should be in. They were ranked as the ninth team in Division Two football uh, heading into this week. Uh, they will find out their fate tomorrow in terms of if they will if they will get to host a game um, in the regional part of it for or, or it's not the regional but in the in Division Two NCAA tournament that'll be at five o'clock when they do the pairing show for. Uh, Division two college football playoffs. Everybody should have been able to go out and uh, like uh, like I'm going to do, take a walk in the morning, wake up, go to church, get a walk in, watch the Colts, and then figure out whether UND gets in and where in the Division two tournament. That sounds like a day. That, that's all. You can get all that done by seven o'clock. In the evening tomorrow. Yeah, you just uh, describe what my day will entail tomorrow right there in about, what, 30 seconds? Mm-hmm. I like simplicity, Eddie. What, you, what can I tell you? <laughs> Good win for your hounds in basketball, too. Yeah, nice bounce back. They're, they're play. We'll talk more about this, all right? We'll, we'll, you know, we'll take a short break. We'll come back and wrap it up on Indiana Sports Talk. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, 
I'm Eddie Garrison. Coming up tomorrow morning, the Indianapolis Colts will be taking on the New England Patriots from Frankfurt, Germany. 9.30 a.m. The game will air on NFL Network along with your local Fox affiliate. Indianapolis Colts are expected to have their rookie standout wide receiver Josh Downs. That is per Adam Schefter. About a couple hours ago, he's saying that the Colts will be very cautious with how they utilize Downs, who did not practice at all this week. He would have missed the two estimated practices when the Colts held walkthroughs on Wednesday and Friday. Zaire Franklin is questionable, leaning towards playing after a full participant in Friday's practice and limited on Thursday. Alec Pierce should be able to suit up as well for the Indianapolis Colts. Juju Brents and Drew Ogletree are the two players that were announced as out on Wednesday by head coach Shane Steichen. On the New England side of things, Demario Douglas, one of their rookie wide receivers, he is listed as questionable with an ankle injury. Adam Schefter says he should be able to suit up for the Patriots tomorrow morning. Once again, kickoff 9.30 a.m. The Indianapolis Colts are one-and-a-half-point favorites over the New England Patriots, and it'll be the first time that Indianapolis has picked up a win outside of the United States of America as their only time across the pond was a loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tomorrow evening, the Indiana Pacers, they are in Philadelphia taking on the 76ers. Tip-off at 6 o'clock. They will re-rack it on Tuesday afternoon for an in-season NBA tournament group play game tomorrow's tip six o'clock from philly for network indiana sports i'm eddie garrison welcome back everybody i'm bob lovell this is indiana sports talk great job eddie eddie garrison wonderful job both nights it was fun we had a great time this week i would agree with you it's been a while since i've been in the in the big chair yeah for both nights done yeah absolutely explain to me why the nfl forces their teams to go to europe and play a game uh, part of me thinks that one of these days the NFL will have like their own sub league out in Europe. Um, I mm-hmm. think this is just a way to get fans introduced to the NFL and interested in the NFL. Plus, you're grooming a lot of fans across the world to just make your brand bigger and make it more valuable. It's all monetary stuff, obviously, mm-hmm. just how big the NFL is. But they're starting is to it see working. More- uh, I would assume so. They're starting to see uh, more players from out-of-country teams become a part of the NFL. Like, for example, right. Right. Uh, the Colts have a uh, player in, in the name of Marcel Dabo. He hasn't played yet. Uh, I know he's not playing this weekend, and he's injured right now. But uh, he's a player from Germany uh, that is trying to come along in terms of the growth to become an NFL player. Uh, Bernard Ryman, the starting left tackle, he's from Austria. So he started his NFL career with the Colts after being a tight end and a wide receiver in Austria. He comes over stateside, goes to Central Michigan, starts out as a tight end, transfers to a left tackle, and now this is his third year of mm-hmm. experience at the position. So I would say, in general, the NFL is doing a good job with these, and I think they're looking to expand. Uh, next year to Spain and then I cannot remember if they are wanting to get into Africa possibly but I know they're trying to expand even further Mm -hmm. outside of just uh, Eastern or not Eastern but Europe in general great answer I had I had no I I mean I don't pay that much attention to it as you know you just see I would look, look at it from a coach's standpoint going hey please 
uh, don't make the call to us. Please don't <laughs> right. don't put us on a spot where we have to make a decision. You know, you know, yeah, we, it's great as long as we're not the ones traveling, because you know this comes at a time. It, it can be a disruptive force with your team. I mean, it it really can be, uh, because of all the things you have to do as coaches and players. We are all you know this as a coach. We are all creatures of habit. Yep. We and we try as much as we possibly can not to get out of our routine. You know, we play on Sunday, we take Monday off, we or we take Tuesday, whatever we do, you know, whatever their schedule. And it's that way week after week after week after week. And, and now you're asking us to totally alter that schedule. And it, it, it is disruptive. Uh, and then the other part of it, too, is, you know, you're in a foreign country. You don't know. Someone might get sick. This, that, and the other. Somebody gets hurt. Uh, all of these things. This uh, to, to to work on marketing. Uh, okay, I, I I got it. I understand it. But again, if I'm coaching or if I if I own a franchise, please don't make that call to us. Uh, I don't think we're available. Yeah, I mean, if you think back to Jacksonville, for example, uh, they played two games uh, over in England earlier this year. They played. The uh, Atlanta Falcons one right. week, they That's stayed right. there another week and played the Buffalo Bills. Um, so I'm interested to see if there's going now to be that, more teams. See, that's a different deal. Yeah. 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 The, p- staying over there, if you're you're there, you get a chance to, to, you know, it's a great bonding opportunity for your players. It's a great experience for them, but it's a little bit different. So, okay. Pacers, you mentioned, got a game coming up tomorrow. I like these guys. They're fun. They sure oh, are yeah. fun. Give them that credit. Uh, and they know how to put points on the board. Oh, yeah. Uh, they've scored 120 points or more in uh, almost every game besides one. I think Chicago's the only team that's held them under 120. But they are certainly fun to watch. Tyrese Halliburton can certainly navigate that offense to uh, different standards of efficiency than Pacer fans are used to seeing. All right, Eddie. We'll come back, wrap it up. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. So glad you could join us tonight. Season 30 on the air. We're excited about that for the obvious reasons. Coming up this week, we have a lot going on. It's a lot of a lot of basketball. We're in that college basketball period now, where we uh, we got we got games. We got games coming up uh, everywhere. It seems like we got a lot going on. So I always encourage people get out, and watch some basketball, have a little bit of fun, uh, support the schools in your area. Uh, lots of small college teams in your area. We got a bunch, uh, obviously, all around the state. Uh, we're clearly excited about what is happening uh, Friday night. We've got plenty, plenty of uh, plenty of football going on. Before we go to that, though, let me just remind you that tomorrow Army is at IU, Lake Erie at the University of Indianapolis. So you know we got games and um, Purdue's playing um, Monday, Tuesday. They're in, in action, and so. Uh, again, now Friday night, the uh, semi-states begin. We're one step closer to being at Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, it has gone by so quickly. I say this every year, but it does seem that it has. For, this one uh, seems to have gone 
uh, as quickly as as any. And uh, but it's been uh, it's been a whole lot of fun, without question. Um, so if you get a chance, at, once again, you got you got uh, some great games. Uh, Westfield will be at Crown Point, Center Grove at Ben Davis in 6A. In 5A, Merrillville at Snyder, Bloomington South at Decatur Central. In 4A, Northwood will be at Leo, New Powell will be at East Central. 3A, you have Knox at Chittard, Gibson Southern at Heritage Hills. And in 2A, Lafayette Central Catholic will be at Fort Wayne Bishop Lures. Southmont will be at North Posey. And in single A, North Judson at Adams Central. Lutheran at Sheridan. So get out, watch some football. Congratulations to Purdue. Very impressive win today over Minnesota, 49-30. Tough loss for uh, IU. They are up, uh, up big um, in, in uh, 39-12, if I remember. And then uh, Illinois beats them 38-35. Uh, Illinois putting up, um, you know, J- uh, John Paddock himself has 507 yards and passing four touchdowns. And it was uh, quite the offensive onslaught from the Illini. Congrats to the Ball State basketball team for their big win over Old Dominion. Uh, very, very, very solid win. Notre Dame with a tough loss to West Carolina. Um, you got uh, Hoosiers uh, in action um, coming up t- tomorrow, as I mentioned, with Army. Um, is that, I think, it, it, to me, this is like the coolest time of the year. You got football, basketball, you got it all. My thanks to a great job by Eddie Garrison and Nathaniel Finch, as always. Thanks, too, to our great stations around the state to bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. And for 30 years, you've all made us the most listened to sports talk show in our state's history, and I thank you greatly for that. This is the history-making legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.